Welcome to Beyond the Field Podcast, your weekly dose of finance, property, and epic people doing epic things powered by the team at Money Empire. Get informed and entertained with the coolest cats in the business. BTF is back. My name's Kane. It's been a while since I've been on this, actually. I've got the beautiful Lucy, who's our insurance guru. Hi, Kane. And the maestro, the one and only Hamish Patterson, the property manager of the year. G'day, Kane. In our G'day. company, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, we thought it was really good oh, as a company to get you guys on to with the natural disaster that we've had um, over the weekend, which has hit twice. Um, didn't think lightning strike twice, but in this case it did. Um, to talk about especially insurance, and then from an insurance point of view, and then from a, obviously a property management point of view around this flooding situation. So this is just an open discussion. You guys jump in. So I think first and foremost, if a person's had flood damage, just in general, and they own the home, what should what should they do? Because a lot of people out there have no idea what they're doing. I'm actually in this situation right now, and I talked to my loss adjuster or claims assessor, and they were like, I, I knew what to do being in the industry, and they're like, wow, okay, cool, you're onto it. They're like people, from their point of view, people are just sitting around waiting. So what should be the first thing someone does? Well, I think the first thing they need to do is take photos <coughs> of the damage and, and videos and obviously start putting everything up high yep. uh, so that they can mitigate the damage yep. and um, are able to prove everything to the insurance provider. And it's funny, eh, the, the human brain in that, like, fight or flight mode, you probably don't think of that. I mean, I wouldn't have thought to put stuff up high until my wife started running around telling me to do stuff and we saw it coming through the floors, right? So that is actually really crucial because you can save a lot of your stuff that way really fast. Well, and, and the insurance company needs the evidence, right? Agree. So the photos and videos are really key to do just mm-hmm. from the outset. From a property management point of view, mm. you're looking after obviously the landlord's asset. Yeah. This happens. What should they be doing? Because the tenants are in there, right? Yeah, the tenants are in there. So most importantly, it's to make sure the tenant's safe. So first and foremost, um, work out, get in touch with them and see if there is any damage. And if there is, then again, going down the path of photos, timestamp photos, and moving forward to communicating that to the landlord. And the landlord will then um, be able to let you know the insurance position, excesses and everything moving forward. So is it Property Empire's ethos moving forward that every landlord should, should supply a life raft? Yeah. <laughs> is that correct in this case? Because my god, this fucking shit that hit in the weekend was bad. Yeah, it was bad. No, we get insurance information at the outset. So we, part of um, a tenancy agreement, you have the excess on the tenancy yeah. agreement. So yeah. tenants know what the cover is. Um, but yeah, that's the insurance for the property, not necessarily their own personal insurance. So I think where people are going to get caught out here, Hamish, is um, tenants that are renting are not going to have contents cover. And I think you're going to see a lot of that come to fruition. And I reckon that's why um, the council supplied these civil defence packages, because I think you're going to find a lot of these um, people that are renting have no contents cover. And we talked about this earlier, Lucy, around if you actually walk around a room, you might say, I don't have bugger all contents, 
But if you lose it all and you walk around one room at a time and add everything up, you're five k a room. Like a bed alone is five grand, right? Exactly. And not a lot of people would just have that money sitting there so that they can go and buy new stuff. Agreed. So going back to you then, Lucy. So obviously, take photos, Mm -hmm. get everything to high ground, uh, or higher up. What should be the next thing they do? We also need to provide details around everything and they actually need to call the claims line yeah okay and then they need to obviously lodge that via phone and then be able to provide all this evidence via email and this is where an advisor is so key right you can go direct to your advisor rather than joining a queue with thousands of people going direct to the insurer especially while you're dealing with what's in front of you so if your advisor can be on the back end doing that for you once you've been able to provide all that documentation then they can also look through the policy and see what built-in benefits there are so So like, for example, like we discussed today, that accommodation benefit. Yeah. So like part of my one and being open, I had a 50k accommodation benefit in there, which allows me to move out. And I know that over a period of time, I got 50 grand to supplement me. A lot of them won't have that, right? But it's those extra bells and whistles, which might cost you $2 a month that actually come into fruition in this time. Some people might not have anywhere to go. Yep. So if they did have that built-in benefit, then yep. that would just be amazing for them. So Hamish, from a property management point of view, landlords. So yeah. tenants obviously safe, they've got out, their contents might have gone. Yeah. Landlords. So um, one, obviously check with your advisor or insurer as to what you're covered for. Yeah. But are there certain things they should do, i.e. They're contacting their insurer. They're contacting you and letting you know as a property manager, yeah. and you're having to li- liaise between both parties. Exactly, right? we're sort of in the middle. Um, some some of the landlords want us to take control of that process. Um, they may be out of town or whatever, so we we do that. Um, we've got a couple that we're trying to put claims forward now. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's all about communication, making sure that the tenants are happy, and then understanding where the damage is in the property so maybe it might just be the basement or a portion of the property so it's coming to an agreement as to maybe the rent might need to be adjusted accordingly based on what's usable and if you can't uh, come to agreement and that then we look to go to mediation from there so mediation through tenancy services allows someone independent to come in have a conversation and work out what's fair under their circumstances. And I don't want to put you on the spot here, so tell me if I'm way out of order here. Yeah? Um, but if um, <laughs> a property is deemed um, unlivable for a period of time because mm-hmm. of water damage, um, does the tenant have an argument to say, hey, I'm not paying rent for this period of time um, until this gets fixed? Yes, I believe so. So I think that's 48 hours um, sort of notice and, and then they can move out from there. Brilliant. And yeah. that is why, Lucy, loss of rent cover mm-hmm. is so important for a landlord the landlord insurance absolutely how many times you hear oh no i don't need that you know i won't happen fuck in this case and then it happens (laughs) and i'm going through a process where i could be out of home for three four months because it's got to get rebuilt to obviously or or, um the damage going to be repaired imagine Mm. if you're a landlord and you don't have that rental income coming in with rising rates going interest rates at the moment yeah. yeah, you're putting yourself under a huge amount of financial pressure. Absolutely. So going back to that then, so in the insurance case, the the lodge of the claim, so you go into a queue. In this case, you're going to go into thousands. Yep. Now, the next step is um, to 
to work out with your insurer what like to discuss them what to do next if your content is ruined mm -hmm. do you go out and buy new contents now do you wait for a loss adjuster um, if you're well th that yeah they'll give you a claim and provide you with a claim number yep and appoint um, a loss adjuster to come out and have yep. an assessment as well the key is not to go buy anything or do anything no. until you've heard from your insurer well, no because otherwise you don't know what you're going to be entitled to right yeah, exactly and from what i've learned through all this going through it is that you need to get um, a commercial cleaner or um, decontaminist in as quickly as possible mm. to start drying the house out because it will actually stop long-term damage and I learned that today when we're luckily enough to get one in yeah. and I've cut every wall in our house. Yeah, that's right. And getting someone professionally, that's probably the key. Get Not, the what tenant. about old Johnny next door? <laughs> Hack it? It's, yeah, no. you put yourself at risk if you allow, as a landlord, the tenant to go in and start ripping out carpet. There could be yeah. asbestos yeah. or other contaminants within that. So getting professionals in to do that is fairly important. Yeah, and then from back on the insurance side, it's understanding what you're covered for what your excess is yep. and then obviously knowing those next steps because once a loss adjuster comes out you're going to have to get quotes on what needs to be repaired yeah it's You've a big got, process it's a process you've got to build a contents list of what the damage is mm -hmm. ideally you need to have those items so, and, or, and that's why the photos are really important as well if you've taken all those photos yeah. you're going to be able to go back through those and see exactly what's been damaged and there's going to be a period of time where you're going to be in no man's land well you're going to be waiting i mean it's i've heard they're flying in thousands of people from offshore to help with this insurance companies and the problem is then people that are displaced from their house have to find accommodation yeah. but these people coming from overseas are taking those for the work that needs to happen so we come we come to this conundrum again where it's yeah. that you know supply and demand yes yeah, su supply and demand property 101 101 there he is be so i suppose rounding this off then um it's a real difficult situation because a lot of emotion involved for people huge amounts of emotion and there's families and there can be a real snowball effect the key is is to really have a good insurance advisor that's contactable understands um the policies what you've got the process, yeah. the process and then from a property management point of view mm. understand what the hell you got to do yeah when to do it and how to deal with the situations because yeah. both parties emotions in your case are going to be higher exactly. right yeah and yeah it reiterates the fact that property management's an insurance policy in itself people are working they don't have the time to be trying to focus on um, each one of these specific tenants so yep. that's what we're doing at the moment it's a busy time but that's that's what we're here for I think it's really sad right here and now that um, a natural disaster shows us that yes our cost of living is high but do not cut insurances and do not cut Definitely property management not. out because right now that is what you would want and you you'll feel it fully yeah. so we've got the solutions we've got money <laughs> empire we've got property empire the two people let's do it yeah. thanks game thanks for having us along mate Thanks for listening to Beyond the Field. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your mates or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Field Podcast or send us an email at info at beyondthefield.co.nz. Thanks again and we'll see you all next time.